from him who not only listens to us, but hears us. When we cry out to him with our deepest longings and groanings, he hears and he responds by giving us the bread of life that lasts forever. From him be all grace and mercy and peace. Amen. Our text for this morning is our Old Testament lesson from Exodus 16. And especially these words, when the Lord says to Moses, I have heard the grumbling of the people of Israel. Say to them, at twilight you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall be filled with bread. Then you shall know that I am the Lord your God. This is our text. Man, it's been hot lately. I drove into church last night and looked at the thermometer on my dashboard, and it was 97 degrees at 4.30 in the afternoon. It's getting pretty hot, isn't it? Not only that, but can you believe all the rain we've had lately? I'm getting sick and tired of seeing all those puddles in front of my house and it making my sidewalk all dirty so that I have to hire the little kid down the street to clean off my sidewalk. Not only that, but just before school started, Tammy, my wife, lost her job. And now we're kind of working through that. We're hopeful about some things, but it just doesn't seem fair that that kind of stuff is happening to me, to us. And aren't you sick and tired of all the political bickering that you're seeing on TV, in the media, on social media, even amongst friends? It's just getting so tiresome. Are you getting a little tired of my complaining? How do you react when people in your life complain like that? Well, some of us just kind of let it float by. We don't even pay any attention. Or, or sometimes we just think, oh, brother, when, when are you going to stop complaining? Can you ever think of anything positive at all or, or say something positive? And it's pretty rare when any of us actually do something to help the people in our lives who are actually complaining, our friends, our family, our neighbors, because after all, we have enough problems, enough trials, enough troubles in our own lives to go and help somebody else. It's been about a month now, and it's becoming clear that they're going to be refugees for quite some time. They're tired, they're hot, they're hungry. The Bible tells us that the children of Israel are out in the wilderness grumbling. Some translations say they are murmuring. I don't like either of those translations. I think it's better to say what they're actually doing is rebelling. They're stubbornly refusing to believe God's word, to, to trust in him and his will and his timing, to, to believe in his miraculous works. In fact, they've just seen it happen. They saw God come down and part the waters of the Red Sea so that they could walk through on dry ground and so that they would be free from the sword of the Pharaoh and the Egyptians. Now, not more than 30 days later, they're grumbling, they're complaining, they're murmuring, they are rebelling. How do you handle your own complaining, murmuring, grumbling? Well, we all kind of have different coping mechanisms, don't we? Sometimes it's one-on-one, -on -one. your husband or your wife hears when nobody else hears. You grumble and complain to them, and that's not necessarily the 
best recipe for a good marriage, but at least it makes you feel a little better. Or maybe you post your complaints on Facebook so that at least somebody might sympathize with you and you'll get those complaints off your chest. Or maybe you suppress them completely. You, you keep them inside all the while you're screaming out in your mind to God, asking him, why do these things always happen to me? God, why can't you give me what I want? Think for a moment how you ponder and consider Israel's complaining when we read about them like they're doing in our text for this morning. It's, it's easy for us to judge them because we weren't walking in their shoes. It's, it's easy for us to just kind of say, stop it. Don't you know the Lord is going to take care of you? Well, it wasn't that obvious to them, just like it isn't always obvious to us. But put yourself out in that hot desert, hundreds of miles away from home, seemingly without any food or water, and you can begin to see how natural it would have been for them to be anxious, to be fearful. Some of them may have been depressed. Others would have rather died in Egypt than experienced this suffering that they're going through out in the wilderness. I'm pretty sure if I were in their shoes, I would have been anxious and fearful and wondering how the Lord was going to take care of us. I might have even been a little bit depressed. I might have been troubled just like I am when it isn't always obvious to me the way the Lord is going to take care of me in my own life. Can you sympathize and see what it must have been like to be a person uprooted from your own home where there were comforts, where you had everything you needed, and you're on your own now, out in the wilderness, going to a land unnamed in, oh, maybe what should we call that wilderness, maybe Orlando. Can you see how important it was for the children of Israel to actually speak and, and give voice to their problems, give voice to their complaints. Can you see how important it is for us to do that at times as well? You know, therapy can be a very good thing for those of us who simply need to talk. There are times when our in our lives when it's best not to keep things suppressed, to keep them pushed down, to keep them inside. There are times when it's best to bounce things off of somebody, to have somebody listen to us, to see whether there is an insight or a suggestion that, that might help turn us around, make us feel better, get us set on the right track emotionally. And there are other times when it's good to know that even with our faults and failures and sins and complaints and murmurs and rebellion, we are heard. Doesn't it feel good to know that somebody is listening? The Lord said to Moses, I have heard the grumbling of my people Israel. I want you to pause just for a moment here as we're kind of working our way through this text. As we were reading it earlier, and you heard the children of Israel's complaints, and they're complaining, how would you have expected God to respond to that? Our expectation might be that, that God would say something like, stop it. Be quiet. I don't want to hear it. 
we might expect that God would tell them to, to quit complaining and get on with it and say, I, you know, I'm going to take care of you. Don't worry about it. We'd probably expect God to mete out some kind of punishment, but that is not what God does. Pay attention to what he does when his people are in need. He listens. He hears. He he bends his ear toward the people. He, he turns toward the people and he responds to them. He has compassion on them and he provides for them. He gives them what they need in abundance. Meat in the evening and bread in the morning, every evening and every morning, and then enough provision on the last day of the week so that they have enough on the Sabbath day so that they don't even have to do anything but go ahead and eat on that day. God's listening is different than human listening. When he listens, he hears. And when God hears, he responds. And when he responds, he responds in ways that are really good and really generous, far more than what we would ever deserve. God responds, as we said to the children this morning, with love and forgiveness. He responds with joy and grace and peace and love. God has always listened to his people from the beginning of time up until today, and he always will. He listened to the children of Israel when they were out in the wilderness. He listened to Moses and David. He listened to Esther in the Old Testament and to Jesus' mother Mary in the New Testament. In fact, the Bible is filled with God's listening ear. He heard the lonely cries of a world that was trapped in sin and death, and he did something about it. God listened to a world hungry for hope, and he sent the bread of life. Jesus said, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to him, well, sir, give us this bread always. And Jesus listened to that request. He heard it, and he responded by saying, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. God wants us to give our trials, our troubles, even our complaints, sometimes even our rebellion, he wants us to give it all voice as we speak from the very bottom of our hearts the things that are our deep concerns, our deep pain. There's no use in pretending that those things aren't really there because, after all, God knows it anyway, doesn't he? And so we lay it all bare before God. We lay everything before him, and God hears through the ears of Christ. God hears my murmuring, my complaints. He hears yours, and he gives us the constant presence of Jesus. He gives us words spoken in his word, the Bible. And he gives us communion received, the bread of life, body and blood to eat and drink for your full forgiveness. God has heard and has given you, he's given us, this community of believers, Ascension Lutheran Church, Walking together, grumbling and all, complaining and all, gathering together week in and week out at the foot of the cross. 
God hears our individual complaints and he hears our collective cries. And he responds. He responds with forgiveness and love and favor. God responds with provision far greater than we deserve. He gives us the gift of life itself and the, the gift of life forever with him. Just like Cole's little eternal life began this morning. So are you feeling hungry in body, soul, or spirit? The bread of life is yours. Take and eat and be satisfied. The Lord hears you. He listens. He responds. His ear is inclined toward you. He, he bends it toward you. So go ahead and speak your inmost thoughts to him. He is loving. He is forgiving. And he always gives you precisely what you need when you need it. In Jesus' name, amen.